Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Women all over the country uh, who have menopause symptoms are suffering because of a lack of HRT medicine. This is medicine that they must take every day or use every day to keep their menopause symptoms under control. And if they don't get to take it, those symptoms come flooding back. And there is a shortage of hormone replacement therapy medicines. The Health Products Regulatory Authority says Ireland faces shortages in several different medications and say there's been an unexpected increase in demand. That's their answer for why there's a shortage. And many, many people are affected, including some very young women like Jess. Jess, you, you'd be exceptionally young to be on uh, HRT. and you, you have your own reasons for that. But there is a huge shortage out there. Start with your own case. Like, why, for the benefit of listeners, why are you on HRT in your early 30s? Um, I suppose in my case, I underwent a radical hysterectomy at the age of 27. Um, unbeknownst to myself, I'd actually been in menopause for about six months before that surgery took place. Um, and that wasn't, that just wasn't caught here, unfortunately. Um, and obviously since then, like the first thing, like what I actually left the hospital with um, in London was a prescription for HRT patches and painkillers. So like in it, it's different in the UK as opposed to here at home. You Like you're armed with your HRT prescription when you leave hospital. That doesn't seem to be the case for a lot of the women that I've um, met over the last year or two since I kind of went into it. Yeah. Um, but that kind of explains why I suppose the other the other um, nuance there as well, PJ, is that I'm going through a surgical menopause because I have no ovaries. So not only am I taking oestrogen, but I'm also having to take a small dose of testosterone mm. um, because the ovaries make testosterone. Now, I would have considered myself fairly educated about my health before this and I never knew that. So, you know, that's been a big wake-up call to me and it does make a huge difference. Now, Jess, if you personally can't get your meds, what happens and how quickly does it happen? So, I suppose with the testosterone, um, which, to be fair, isn't in short supply, um, that's something that you'd notice that after two or three days straight away, you would just have a huge energy slump. Um, the brain fog would come back. But I suppose with the oestrogen, because like I rely on um, four doses of that a day, um, if, if I miss one dose even during the day, I'd get, I'd get a, like, it's almost like a cluster headache, which look, if it happens to you once, it's almost like a reminder not to forget your meds again. But after, I suppose, kind of a week or two, um, your bones will start to ache. You will be, you'll really suffer with brain fog. Um, you can be extremely agitated. Um, I know for me, it causes a huge increase in my anxiety. Um, you like, obviously, look, everyone is different. I know for me, I get a lot of, um, 
I'd get a lot of uh, headache symptoms. I'd obviously get the hot flushes back, um, and a few other a few other symptoms as well that would be generally associated with menopause. Fairly debilitating. Then the point you make as well is while you are very young for this, there are other young women, for example, who go into perimenopause, the premenopause, in their early thirties. Oh yeah, like the youngest I knew was about 33. Um, sometimes they say it's associated with having a child kind of in your early 30s. It can kind of preempt perimenopause. Um, but like I think there's I think there's a view out there that menopause is something that affects women from kind of 55 upwards and that wouldn't be the case. You know, you have different stages to menopause. You also then have women that have things like um, just you know a premature ovarian failure mm-hmm. uh, disorders like that or they might have really aggressive endometriosis that's targeting their ovaries and you know is causing damage to their ovaries so that they're not producing the hormone they usually would yeah there's so many different reasons for why they might need it now talk about the shortage when did you start to notice it yourself as a user um, so I suppose I started on HRT in October 2019, just after the surgery. And I think the first shortage occurred in, um, I think it was actually January that January of 2020. So it was, I suppose just before the lockdowns. Right. Um, and like, you know, I was told at the time the shortage uh, is due to stockpiling after Brexit, which look, it made sense. So what I was able to do at the time was I had a family member working in London and he was able to get a prescription for six months from my surgeon in London um, and he was able to fill the prescription and bring the the six months worth of HRT back and I think I, I did that twice and by the third time of needing to do it the shortage had well it seemed to have abated here yeah. and that there was there was a, a, a reasonable flow of HRT again but I suppose the the newest shortage now kind of started in December um now, there was a shortage on patches which I was on and then I switched to a gel form um and the gel form started to run out within the last kind of two months really I think it was mm. um and it's just been like I, do you know what I, I actually don't even have something to compare it to because I've never been without a medicine before like like you live in Dublin now Jess there must be any number of pharmacists or pharmacies around you where you could take your prescription would you have a problem finding finding your your stock um, I would. I actually, in fact, it was Friday. I tried three or four different ones on Thursday, just on my lunch break on work. And then Friday morning, um, I rang, I think it was about 20 different pharmacies, um, including some of what you would think, you know, the some of them were pharmacies that were uh, like chain operated. So you'd think now they would be able to get a stock of a drug like that in. Um, most of them didn't have it. And some of the ones that did have it were keeping it for their own regular patients, which is totally fair enough. Sure. Um, but yeah, 20 different pharmacies. And are you running short now? Yeah, I'm down to, well, I was down to my last quarter of a bottle. And I suppose, look, in a quarter of a bottle, I think there's normally about 12 pumps left. That would only get me three days. Um, now, fortunately, one of the pharmacies that I rang on Friday um 
out in Kulak, Bonnybrook Pharmacy, it's actually one of the independent ones, they were able to source a French version of the gel that I use, the Easter gel, which is the one that's like, you know, I, I checked the HPRA website on Friday to see if there was an update on the shortage. Um and they're saying that it will be corrected by the end of April. But this has been going on since January. You know, in January, they said it would be fixed by the end of February. Mm. February, they said the end of March. March is saying the end of April. Do you know? So this is just something that's kind of continuing. Like, yeah. Now, in terms of medication for chronic conditions, ongoing conditions, if I suffer from, for argument's sake, arthritis, uh, and I can't get my meds, or there's a shortage of my meds, there's any number of other things I can take until my stuff comes in. Might not be the best, but it'll work. Not the case with HRT. It's quite specific. Yeah, it is very specific, and I suppose like that's why... Like the reaction to it has kind of it's angered me a bit because I I think there's a lack of understanding there still. Like as you said, like I'm I'm actually on um I I use uh, salpidol from time to time, and if I run out of that, as you said, there's any number of things I can take as well. Mightn't work great, but they'll work until I can get my prescription. But with HRT, it's so sensitive to every user. It's you you can't just switch to a different gel. Do you know what I mean? Like even 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 the way that I switch from patches to gel, like the absorption rates are different because different people have different bodies. There's no such thing as a generic version of HRT. There's different types of HRT with different brand names, but it's not like going into Boots and getting the Boots brand. You've got to get your prescription, get your meds, so that you could take them your way. Now, I, w- I was listening to oh, the, the expense involved as well. Like, when you got your stuff in the UK, or someone got it for you, that was free from the NHS. Not the case here. Well, actually, it actually wasn't free from the wasn't NHS. Wasn't it? So I had to go private for my surgery because I couldn't undergo the surgery here. So I was actually seeing a private surgeon in London. And I remember when he gave the prescription, he said, look, I'm really sorry, but this isn't covered on the NHS. And I kind of thought, God, like, what am I going to be caught for here? It was £60 sterling for six months worth of patches. It's €65 here for a month's worth of patches. Crikey. That's a huge difference and it's not all tax. That's colossal. I take it it's all covered on the drugs card where it's capped at €80 a month. No, not all of it. Um, There are certain types of HRT that I use that aren't covered by the by the drugs payment scheme now fortunately for me the Easter gel is but there are other there's like I take four different types of HRT and only two of them are covered on the drugs payments card like this this just gets more and more complicated I mean as a young woman who needs this medicine every day of your life do you feel a bit hard done by I do, PJ, to be honest. And I suppose, like, you know, like, and uh, you know, granted, my situation is a bit different from other people. I had to leave the country for my surgery to have it done with a robot that is 15 minutes from my house here because I couldn't access it. Hmm. Now, that was bad enough, but I've made my peace with it. But to now be in a situation where I can't source, I can't source my medicine, like, do you know what I mean? And 
one thing that really annoyed me about it was it like there is this this kind of attitude from the HSE that like you know just take a generic or take something similar to it but there, that that's the thing with HRT there's you can't replace hormones mm-hmm. with herbs do you know what I mean you can't like and you know I think that's one thing that's really misunderstood about it like you wouldn't leave someone without their warfarin you wouldn't leave someone without their beta blockers yeah so why would you leave someone without their HRT like I like some women are having really debilitating side effects I know one woman in particular um, a good friend of mine she actually presented to St. James's recently with stroke like symptoms because her HRT because she'd had to change the type her body didn't absorb it properly crikey this woman was incredibly ill like it must be that must be terrifying for her and all those around her somebody made yeah. the point on another radio discussion last week Jess if we were talking about Viagra here we wouldn't be having this discussion now it sounds a bit twee but would you agree with that I would agree with a PJ. You know, I suppose like we're now at a stage in Ireland where thankfully medicines like that aren't a taboo subject anymore, except for HRT for some reason. You know, like why are they, why are they kind of, oh, sorry, PJ. See, this is it now. I lowered my dose on Friday and this is what happens. I just get the brain fog just descends down over me. That's okay. That is okay. Jess, you have outlined it very well. We're going to have to try and find out from pharmacists what is going on and why. Uh, but, uh, But thank you for painting a picture of what it's like to be stuck without essential daily medication. Cheers. Thanks. Okay, that's Jess. Um, so, pharmacist Connor Phelan uh, joins me. Connor, listening to Jess there, I mean, she's very young. She's exceptionally young for this. But a lot of women going through agony at the moment because of this shortage. Why is it happening? Good morning. Uh, hello, PJ. Yes, absolutely. It's very distressing for a lot of women. So, uh, the, re- the main, the, I think the worry issue is around around um, uh, Brexit back in 2020. But the more recent problem has been the. Uh, there have been some manufacturing delays, but mostly the issue seems to be in relation to the increase in demand. For example, the uh, Easter dot patch, which is a commonly used patch, the demand has increased by over 100% for some strengths of that in the last two years. So I think the company's manufacturers have been just having real difficulty keeping up with the with the demand, and it, that's causing these intermittent supply issues. So one brand goes out of stock temporarily, and then there's a bigger demand for another brand and then that runs out and it's people are switching to gels and the gels run out and back to patches so the whole industry just hasn't caught up it's probably been exasperated by the whole covid situation how, how long is it likely to take to catch up though connor because it's only a matter surely of going back to the manufacturers and going back to the distributors and saying we need more and lots more and we need it now yes. uh, i mean i i i have, I have a sense that we're, we're we're through the worst of it and by 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 the summer that things will be okay just for what i've been reading around for example again just referring back to the Easter dot uh, patches with a letter issued from them in March and what they said is they will have intermittent supply issues until mid-July. The, the alternative brand of Everell patches is freely available now so that one is available. So uh, with, with the Easter dot uh, I can currently get 50 strength and 100 strength but I can't get the 37.5 and the 75 yeah. but I don't know how many of those strengths I can get because the supply is limited. So this is the kind of problem 
pharmacists are having. So, I mean, pharmacists generally would be solution focused, and we'll do our best to uh, right. to sort out any customers and contact their their prescribers and try and find yeah. a suitable alternative when we can't get them. And we we do try really hard to get supplies for our patients, but which is sometimes the supply isn't there, unfortunately. There, there seems to be though no. A perceivable shortage in, say, Turkey, Spain, Portugal, other places like that. Um, yeah, well, perhaps they have different different manufacturers manufacturing over there that aren't licensed in these countries. I know the problem is not unique to Ireland. I know yeah. it's, it, it, it's certainly in the UK as well. They, yeah. they, they've been having similar problems. Like Novartis uh, are here in Cork, Connor. They are, they are, yes, indeed. I, I, I accept that, and and and, and I, I don't actually know if they manufacture the, the, the that particular product in Cork, but um, yeah. So look, they 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 they're working on. It. I, I I I all if it's of any 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 reassurance, there has always been some product available. It hasn't been that there's been no product available, but it's, yeah. unfortunately, it's been different brands and sometimes different methods of administration, which I know is not. It's not a great place to be, and I know it's very distressing. Cost also something that Jess brought up, that when she was first prescribed it in the UK and and her consultant was almost apologising, it wasn't available on the NHS, and yet it it cost her less than a tenner a month. Um, Now, uh, sterling. Now, she's paying €65 per month here, and an awful lot of it not covered under the drug treatment programme or the drug card. A lot of fingers so, need to be pulled out here, Connor. I think. So, so a lot, a lot, a lot, what might be happening there is perhaps the product she's getting is uh, what they call a sort of an, un, an exempt uh, product or, or, or uh, yeah. a, a non-licensed product, and, and they're not covered under the various drug schemes. That is correct. Uh, obviously, if the product is covered under the drug payment scheme, then there's a maximum charge for uh, any family of eighty euros a month for the medications, uh, and on the medical card, it's usually uh, one one euro fifty per per item. Yeah. Uh, customer will be paying. So without knowing the exact details, uh, I, I, I wouldn't know. But I know that pharmacists certainly wouldn't be making uh, a big markup or anything and sure. that would be just a small prescription fee applies uh, sure. to, uh, sure. to what we supply. Something we'll come back to, no doubt, Connor. Uh, people grateful that we are speaking about it and thank you for your time this morning. That's uh, Connor Phelan, pharmacist. Courts 96 FM